Happy Boxing Day, everybody. This is Matt Timonini from Broadway Radio. As you have noticed in the podcast feed over the past week or so, we've been stepping away from today on Broadway as we've been not only celebrating the holidays, but most of the theater community and the press reps who send out all of the press releases that we generally talk about on a daily basis have been out in the Catskills or whatever it is that they celebrate their holidays. However, there have been two major shows that have opened on Broadway over the past week or so that we have not yet covered the reviews for. So today I'm going to run you through the Broadway reviews for both Between Riverside and Crazy and the collaboration. The first one that we're going to talk about is Between Riverside and Crazy, which is brought to you by Second Stage. It is currently running at the Helen Hayes theater through february 12th it officially opened on december 19th which was uh, monday of last week so a week ago from when this episode is coming out it is a former Pulitzer Prize play by Stephen Adley Gerges and is directed by Austin Pendleton. Much of the original off-Broadway cast returned to the production for the Broadway run. It is, of course, led by the always fantastic Stephen McKinley Henderson, and it features Common in his Broadway debut. We also have Victor Almanzar, Elizabeth Canavan, Rosal Colon, uh, Liza Colon Zayez, and Michael Rispoli in the cast as well. In the show, uh, City Hall is demanding more than his signature, the landlord wants him out, and the liquor store is closed, and the church won't leave him alone. For ex-cop and recent widower Walter Pops Washington, played by Stephen McKinley Henderson, and his recently paroled son Junior, played by Common, the struggle to hold on to one of the last great rent-stabilized apartments on Riverside Drive collides with old wounds, sketchy new house guests, and a final ultimatum in this Pulitzer Prize-winning dark comedy by Stephen Adley Giergis. For Pops and Junior, it seems the days are dead and gone after a lifetime between Riverside and Crazy. Let's start off the reviews first with uh, Jesse Green of the New York Times, who made the show a New York Times critic's pick. In his review, he said, quote, Along with anyone who can't tolerate profanity, which is basically the play's linguistic glue, they will have a hard time warming to a playwright who isn't interested in telling us what's right. He only wants to show us what's real everyone should see it anyway, meaning the show, to experience the pleasure of a great cast making a shrimps and veal meal of the incredibly rich material, even as it flips between comedy and tragedy on its way to the truth in between. Actually, that meal may even be too rich at points. The final scene can't quite digest all that came before, and there are brief moments throughout when the actor's love for the material itself begins to show through the facade of character, like those bricks behind the plaster. For the most part, though, Pendleton's production is amazingly confident, featuring not just Walt Spangler's set, but also top-notch lighting by Keith Parham, sound and music by Ryan Rumery, and especially costumes by Alexis Forte, which tell their own story on top of Gerges's. And when the scene changes are as expressive as the actor's attention to every nuance of each other's actions, staging becomes a kind of emotional choreography. Thrilling, precise, impossible to pen down. That is one of 11 positive reviews that the review aggregator site Did They Like It collected. They actually had a total of 12 reviews, 11 were positive, and one was negative, nothing mixed in between. In addition to the New York Times review, uh, Badatri D. Chaudhry writing for Did They Like It was positive, saying, quote, Ultimately, to draw an analogy from the play, we're all playing a game of poker and everyone is dealing with the hand they've been dealt. Only Walter, which is Stephen McKinley Henderson's uh, character, never folds. You don't feel bad for him, nor do you love him in the end. You are just left ashamed, having seen the side of yourself he uses his life to show you. 
That is the genius of Stephen McKinley Henderson and Stephen Adley Geerges. Brittany Samuel, writing for Broadway News, was also positive, saying, quote, Though the play won its scribe a Pulitzer, here it's Henderson's gorgeous, affecting performance that deserves a reward. He makes stubbornness a trait to root for and reminds us that freedom is right to protect. After decades of inhabiting supporting parts in notable plays and movies, the Titan steps directly into the spotlight, mastering a role that is wholly his own. Naveen Kumar, writing for Variety, said, quote, Crackling with humor and shot through with surprises, between Riverside and Crazy, which premiered off-Broadway at the Atlantic Theatre Company in 2014 and won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama, is both a captivating collection of character studies and an incisive indictment on the systems that act upon them. It's a stunning intellectual achievement that's also a total gas, a rare breed of theater deserving of protection at all costs. I will say the one negative review comes from Juan A. Ramirez, who was writing for Theaterly, who said, quote, Though the productions, the off-Broadway Atlantic one and this current Broadway one, share those same elements, like a broom you find in the back of the closet, the words to describe the Pulitzer winner's Broadway premiere are stiff and dusty. Save for Stephen McKinley Henderson's masterful lead performance and Walter Spangler's attractive misused set, they apply to the book itself as much as to Austin Pendleton's lifeless direction and 5.5 of the six other performances. Of course, we will have all of the reviews that you have just heard and even more in the show notes if you want to read either the Did They Like It roundup or the Broadway World roundup as well. Okay, moving on to the collaboration. This show, like Between Riverside and Crazy, is coming from a not-for-profit subscription Broadway house, this time the Manhattan Theatre Club. It is a transfer from The Young Vic over in London, where it originally had its premiere earlier this year. It is directed by Kwame Kwai Arma, who is the artistic director at The Young Vic, and it is written by Anthony McCartan. The show has a phenomenal cast, as it did in London. It stalls Paul Bettany as Andy Warhol and Jeremy Pope, recently a Golden Globe nominee, as John michel Basquiat. It also features Eric Jensen as their mutual uh, agent, Bruno, and Krista Rodriguez as Maya, who is Basquiat's girlfriend at the time of the show. The official description says, quote, In the summer of 1984, longtime international superstar Andy Warhol and the art scene's newest wunderkind, Jean-Michel Basquiat, agree to work together on what may be the most talked about exhibition in the history of modern art. But can these two creative giants coexist or even thrive? The show is currently running at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. It is currently scheduled to play through January 29th of 2023. Uh, review aggregator site, did they like it? Collected 13 reviews. One of them was positive, six were mixed, and six were negative. Let's start off with Laura Collins-Hughes, who wrote the review for the New York Times, who said, quote, Presented by Manhattan Theatre Club and the Young Vic Theatre, this transfer from London is considerably less curious about whatever lies behind each man's public facade. But Kwame Kwai Arma's production would like you to think it's lifting the curtain on exactly that as it tells the early 80s New York story of Warhol and Basquiat's work on those 16 canvases and the friendship that took root between them. She goes on to talk about the performances central to the show, first Bettany as Warhol and then Pope as Basquiat. Of Bettany, she says, quote, All the better naturally if that public figure is played by a famous actor. There's a frisson of celebrity in the air then, when we first see Bettany as Warhol peering at some Basquiat paintings at their art dealer's gallery, looking displeased and grumpier still when he hears that this 20-something commands higher prices than he does. So it's rather lovely that Pope, a rising star, bests him as Basquiat. 
Not that this is a competition, let alone a boxing match, but if the collaboration spurs you to spend time with paintings made by one of these artists, it's going to be Basquiat. Pope summons not only his charm, a magnet for women, Basquiat dated Madonna, but also his brilliant ache and depth. His paintings are layered and full, textured and emphatic. So is Pope's performance. With his heart-melting dimpled smile, he plays the frenetic former graffiti artist as he knows every pulse of Basquiat's life that we don't see on stage, and that McCartan's blunt instrument of a script can't convey. Moving over to Ran Zha, who wrote the review for Did They Like It, she said, quote, Between the captivating performances of Pope and Bettany and the thoroughly impressive production design, most notably Duncan MacLean, who is single-handedly converting me into a believer in the efficacy of projection design with his use of every surface as means of additional storytelling, I believe the collaboration is a production worth to be reckoned with. It's a shame, however, that I couldn't find a clear point of view from the play itself, even though both artists provided plenty. Brittany Samuel, writing for Broadway News, said, quote, Like most contemporary art, the collaboration is attractive and fun to look at, but only as profound as you interpret it to be. Both Ran and Brittany were mixed on their reviews. Greg Evans was negative writing for Deadline, saying, quote, McCartan, who also currently is represented on Broadway as the book writer for Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond musical, a work that betrays similar history via Wikipedia inclinations, reduces two of the greatest, most artistically influential and culturally impactful artists of the late 20th century into stick figures, spouting their respective viewpoints of artistic merit, art's worth, art's role in society, art as personal commitment, art versus commerce, photography versus painting, beauty, fame, heroin, and ambition. So many subjects, so few credible or original thoughts. Like Greg, uh, Jackson McHenry for Vulture was also negative, saying, quote, Once Paul Bettany and Jeremy Pope have walked on stage in the collaboration in their respective Warhol and Basquiat guises, the play itself may as well be over. The one positive review came from Chris Jones, who was writing for the New York Daily News, who said, quote, what would the great American artist Jean-Michel Basquiat have achieved? How famous would he now be had he not died of a heroin overdose in 1988 at the age of 27? A moot question for sure, but very much one that hangs over the collaboration. The interesting new Broadway play by the prolific Anthony McCartan, capably directed by Kwame Kwai Armand and staged by the Manhattan Theatre Club. Again, we will have the complete review roundups from both Did They Like It and Broadway World for both of this and Between Riverside and Crazy in the show notes if you would like to read more. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas, had a great Festivus. If you haven't heard my interview with uh, Lawrence O'Keefe, go back and listen to that. Had a fantastic eight days of Hanukkah. And of course, have a wonderful holiday if you are celebrating Kwanzaa this week as well. Happy New Year. We will be back with many more episodes, some interviews, some special retrospective and forward-looking episodes as well before we get back to the regular Broadway radio schedule in the new year. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday, and we'll be back to talk to you in some form or another tomorrow on Tuesday.